Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Is there an entertainment element to this show? Absolutely. You know, there's also some danger in this show. Like, I sometimes forget I'm hosting a radio show, and I'll start talking about my neighbors, some things they do, and then my neighbors won't talk to me anymore for a while, and I can't figure out why, and Anna's like, you know why? Because you talked about it on air, and they, you know, people listen. Well, I got to be more careful. Dan Lanning, does he have to be careful with his words this week? Does Kalen DeBoer have to be careful? Probably, because people will misconstrue what they say, but Dan Lanning's coming on this show anyway. Dan Lanning joining us. How are you, man? I want to know what your neighbors did, man. All right. I had a neighbor who was bellyaching to me about her fence and complaining that she thought that the property line was like six inches here or six inches there. And I did about five minutes on that. And then they wouldn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> That's one. Oh, man. That's one. All right. So you got to make you got to make a dish then or something and take it over and see if you can, you know, mend the relationship, right? <laughs> a, a dish? I got to make a dish. What would you bring over? What should I bring? <laughs> like pigs in a blanket or something? I mean, that's a good one, <laughs> yeah. right? That's nice and easy. I could I could probably pull that off. I I could pull, I'm, pull I'm off more pigs tailgate in food. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something you could actually make. Like macaroni <laughs> and cheese probably won't stay good, but no. like pigs in a blanket, I feel like you could pull that off. I grandma's maybe, maybe Italian cookies. Grandma, my grandmother, Italian grandmother, made spaghetti sauce. She taught me how to make it when I left for college. I could do that. Like that, I can make a good spaghetti sauce. Yeah, well, there you go. Make some spaghetti sauce, and like, let's let's get this over with. You you know, you never know what could happen. You don't want to end it this way. No, let's make it it's, right. It's not. It's just. It's. I people get caught up on weird things. You know that. Like people they get do. distracted. You know, the fence being here, the fence being there. Who cares? You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Some of the stuff. we got to yeah. focus on the stuff that does matter. By the way, can you cook? Do you have an item that if you were going to go to a neighbor's house? <clears throat> I'm a grill guy. Like, I like hopping on the grill. You know, like some, you know, bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers, something like that. You know, steak. Um, yeah, I can do a couple things. I'm not very good, you know, in general, but I can do a few things. That's good. If you can grill, you're, you're okay. You can survive in the wild. Uh, let's, let's talk some football. Um, how's your team doing right now? Yeah, they're in a good place. I think they're pretty excited about this weekend. This game, two weeks in the run-up to it, two weeks too much for this game, or do you like having that extra week in the breather? And I guess I'm asking you if you like a bye week in front of a big game. Yeah, I, I certainly don't mind it. I wish uh, we had a bye week and they didn't. That would make it even cooler. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, it's no – it's. It, it came, I think, at a good time, you know, this season. I don't know if you ever – you don't necessarily ever get to pick when your bye week happens, but I think, you know, for us, it's a good place for it to for it to arrive. How much can you go back and look at last year's game, what they did, given that some personnel has changed on your side and their side as well? How much can you glean from that game versus maybe their film this season? I think you have to use it all, right? You throw it all into, um, you know, the kettle and see what's, you know, surfaces at the top you know i think there's you know when you have the the ability to look at a lot of film you you take advantage of it and you look at as much of it as you can and try to break it down into boxes and and figure out what fits those uh those washington honks one of them softy from kjr in seattle he came on this show and 
he you know is playing Jedi mind tricks. He's saying Oregon's the better team in every way, and there's a lot of noise out there. How do you how do you keep from hearing the noise? How do you how, how do you stay focused and uh, or is it amusing to you when you hear stuff like that? You hear me tell you that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I guess that guy, I don't know who he is, but he's not going to play in the game, so it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, we have to focus on the reality of who is playing this game, our players, right? I don't get to play in it either. So um, it's really about how, what our players are going to do and what they're going to you know, execute when it comes to game day. Here's what I know. There's two really good teams that are about to play in this game, and they're both really talented and both are certainly capable of winning, and it's going to be about who performs the best. Um, you know, it's a great matchup. I don't think it's ever been – this highly ranked, um, not that rankings matter at all, but I think it does, you know, show that you're talking about two really good teams. So we're going to go out there and play the game and, and uh, see what see what happens. Yeah, I won't be the least bit surprised if you guys played them and then if this ends up being the conference championship game in December. I could see that kind of thing because I think these teams are both that good and I, I think whoever wins this game, of course, has the inside track to get there and whoever loses this game is going to be playing from, you know, one game behind, but I still think could get there. When you look at Michael Penix Jr. in the offense at Washington, what what do you see on film? What jumps out to you as a defensive guy? Yeah, guys, it's extremely accurate and protected. You know, there's not a lot of people that get hits on the on the quarterback. I think that's credit to their offensive line and the job that they've done. Um, you know, they've got really good wideouts that win. You know, the 50-50 balls for them haven't really been 50-50 balls. They've they've come down with more than 50% of them. And he does a good job of throwing guys open. He's extremely accurate, and um, when he has time in the pocket, he's dangerous. They're buttering you guys up. They're saying your defensive backs are the greatest in the history of planet Earth. They don't even put their pants on one leg at a time. You know, they're they're bringing it all out this week. How do you keep an edge for your guys and keep them hungry? Well, if you look for noise, I think you always find it, right? And just like you know, maybe there's somebody saying that. There's just as many saying that that's not the case. So, um, you know, again, the opinions of others really doesn't matter. It's about how our guys go out there and perform. But we've been able to find our own material that maybe says otherwise. I I I, I like that. Uh, I I'm one of these people too that like I I think I'm a, I'm almost offended by that because I feel like that coach at Washington who's saying that what he's really saying is I don't think your guys are very good and I'm going to blow a bunch of smoke at your guys and it, you know people because when he adds in the hey they're um, you know that might be the best defensive backfield that I have ever seen they you know, the best in America and I think your guys I, I think they they hear that and might get a little snarl from that yeah it's way too complicated a Jedi mind trick for me I'm just a PE teacher so um <laughs> Look, our guys are playing at, at uh, a high level right now, but we haven't played Washington, and they're, they're the best team we've seen so far this season, and they're really good. So um, excited to see what it looks like. I think there's going to be some ebbs and flows in this game, and you know, part of the winning battle is going to be who can keep their composure when something doesn't go right. Let's go back to when you were a PE teacher in middle school. Um, right. those, elementary those, school. Elementary school. Those days That's felt right. big too, didn't they? Like, What do you remember from that time? Oh, man, a lot of great moments, a lot of great friends. Um, it's weird now seeing some of those kids that are, like, in college now. or um, you know, That's one of the strangest things for me. But, yeah, a ton of fun. I, I worked with some great friends, got to be around great people, and got to coach and, and uh, teach some great kids. You get a lot of respect, too, because I know you grew up. Your parents are teachers. You grew up with respect for teachers, but you look around. I, I When I go to my kids' elementary school, I literally am tipping my cap every five feet going, hey, thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here. I'm sure you, you do that. Have you had parent-teacher conferences yet for your for your guys? 
<laughs> here at uh, here at Oregon, I have not. You know, uh, it was you know parent teacher conferences th- those days back in elementary school were always kind of fun because nobody ever really came by to see the PE teacher. You know, I guess they didn't. I guess they didn't really care what my opinion of their kid was. So those days, it's like you're clocking in at the office, you're up there, and you're like, "What am I doing here?" Nobody, uh, nobody really cares. But one of the best things about being an elementary PE teacher was like walking into the cafeteria because, for the most part, most of these elementary schools, you know, there's a ton of women around. There's not a lot of men, so it's like me and the janitor are kind of the coolest guys in the school. Right. You know what I mean? Like we've got, we've got this thing going. It's like, hey, you know. These guys like us a little bit more than some of the other people in the building right. because there aren't, there aren't that many cool male figures. So you feel like you maybe just won the Super Bowl when you walk into the cafeteria and it's like, Coach Lanning, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, I love that. That was fun. I love that. Uh, you, look, you guys, uh, you guys. I saw your family photos on social media. You get, you took some pictures over the weekend. Good job there. Frustrating because it's the one day. It's the one day I can watch football, and your wife's like, "Listen, you need." <laughs> to take these photos. So I, I do appreciate we set some hard time limits, and our photographer was phenomenal. It was like five minutes in and out. Right. Um, so I appreciate that. Let me go watch some more games that day. Did you pick your outfit, or did Sophia pick the outfit for you? John, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> I just right? want you to say it under oath. <laughs> I, get, I get dressed on my own every day of the week, excluding picture day. Right. I uh, I certainly wasn't in charge of my outfit, um, but you know the sacrifices you make when it comes to relationships, right? You did it right. Anna Anna laid out a sweater for me. Said, "This is what you're wearing." Okay, I put it on. So you know that's how it what, works. Yeah, you wear what you're told to wear. I like it. Especially but there, there if you're going to be the guy that's setting time limits. Yeah, and, yeah. And there was a color coordination that was going on with the kids and you guys. I I thought it was really well done. And you you know you I guys can't look. Take any credit. <laughs> well, you you managed to look natural in that setting so there you go appreciate it all right so uh between between now and kickoff um what's left for you guys you know you have a light light kind of end of the week or how intense will it feel for you guys yeah we got to walk through tomorrow we'll have uh you know some practice review and you know some film uh to go over some meetings with our guys we'll go hit our walk through and then we'll travel up there north and uh, get settled in have a couple more night meetings tomorrow night um and get prepped for the game Will you watch a Denzel Washington movie, or what will you watch? No, no movies this week. Uh, when we play, you know, earlier games, we don't do a movie, so it'll be more get in place, have a team meal. Uh, once we arrive, um, once we arrive, then we'll end up having a couple meetings where we kind of try to play the game before the game, and then uh, get some good sleep. I like that in keeping it simple, and you know, when you you approach the morning of the game, I I've heard coaches say. You know, you have all this information that you're giving guys. They've done all this film work in, you know, in really two weeks for you guys. And there's a danger of maybe information overload. Do you back off on game morning, or are you still reminding guys, hey, situation this, look for this, hey, I was thinking about that? Like, how do you treat sort of the game morning? Uh, yeah, we, we, we still keep prepping. You know, we'll, we'll have another walk through the, game, the day of the game. Um, we'll have a good team meal. Um, we'll get a special teams walk, and we'll get an offensive and defensive walk, and we're going to just keep pouring information at them, and hopefully if it's important, it soaks in and it sticks. You look like a couple of games this year you were having fun on the sideline. I, some of the exchanges you're having with the officials, you got a smile on your face. Like you're not, you know, 
I've seen you get intense. We've all seen the vein in your neck at different times, and it needs to come out when it needs to come out. But are you enjoying yourself it, this season more than others, or is that a reach? Um, I enjoy winning. So if we keep winning, I'll probably keep smiling. If we don't, then I'm probably not going to look too happy. Um, so I guess it's no no pressure. It's on me. Go win. I like that. Uh, you know, Dennis Erickson, I asked Jonathan Smith yesterday, I said, are you superstitious? And he said, you know, I, Dennis Erickson told him, here's my superstition. I like I like to recruit great players. That's his superstition, you know. And I think that it goes a long way. You've got great players. You guys look like you're having fun. You've been fun to watch. I'm excited about being at this game. Yeah, I'm sure I can. I'm sure your guys are going to show up ready to fly around and, and have some fun on Saturday. So thanks for joining us, and I appreciate you. Appreciate it, John. And don't forget to make that spaghetti sauce for the neighbor, okay? I got it. I'm going to work on that. I'll give you an update. All right. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Dan Lanning. There he goes. He doesn't sound at all tight. Sounds locked in, not tight. I don't think the Jedi mind tricks, uh, as he said, too complicated. Too many layers, thinking about what they're thinking about, thinking about what they're trying to impart, thinking about, like, you know, you know, you put Hannibal Lecter in a Oregon-Washington rivalry conversation, maybe he could get somebody to swallow their tongue. But I don't think the defensive back coach at Washington, talking all about, you know, hey, how uh, Oregon's, uh, excuse me, the wide receiver coach at Washington talking all about how Oregon's defensive backs are the greatest since sliced bread is going to have an impact on Oregon. But I actually think, Stephen, am I crazy? I actually think if I were a defensive back at Oregon, I would take offense at the fact that the wide receiver coach at Washington is kind of going over the top with his praise of the Oregon defensive backs to the point where we all know it's parody. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, but what I mean, what else is Washington coaches going to say? Like, oh, this team's not very good. Like, we can beat them. Like that. Just can he just? But can he just say they're? Hey, this is going to be a big challenge. Those guys are really good. We have our work cut out for us. Instead, he goes. I literally. I'm going to read you the quote. And this is this is a quote coming from Washington's uh, wide receiver coach who uh, is talking on KGR. Jamarcus Shepard talking on KGR in Seattle. He says, "Quote." Probably the best pass defense in the United States of America. Probably the best pass defense I've seen in my entire coaching career. These guys are long. They're physical at the line of scrimmage. They play with great technique. They've got guys who want to hit you. They're going to attack the football, and they play the football in the air. Like, the best in America, best in your – he coached in the Big Ten. Yeah, he's, it's over He's the top. basically saying, oh, you're the greatest ever. You're the greatest ever, and he's rolling his eyes. Come on. It's over the top. It is, and I don't know that I – you know. Me personally, I wouldn't take it as a slight, like you were saying it, but I can see where uh, you know a guy like Dan Landing, you know, you hear that guy, you hear how motivated he is, how locked in he is. I think he can flip anything any way he wants to, and he hears that quote, and I think he can go to his guys and say, "Look, man, this guy, this guy's talking about you guys. He says you're the best ever. That means he thinks they can get you." And so I think Oregon can use that. I think Dan Landing will use that uh, for motivation for his guys because it obviously seems to work. Like. What Lanning does to get those guys up and get Oregon up, we saw it against Colorado. Like that pregame speech it went viral, but at the same time, it got Oregon excited and they were out for blood from the get go. So I'm with you. I think they can use it. For me, I you know, I don't it wouldn't work for me, but that's just, you know, different personalities.
Hewer, you're going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayton's going to score! Kenny Wayton is going to score! 20, the 10, touchdown! Kenny Wayton on the interception! The most improbable finish to a football game! Kenny Wheaton scores every time. Every single time I play that clip, he scores. Rich Brooks, former University of Oregon coach, talked with myself and John Wilner recently about the Oregon-Washington rivalry. I'm going to play a chunk of that interview for you. You'll hear it in his words coming up. Rich Brooks, the longtime University of Oregon football coach, joined John Wilner and I on a podcast episode of Wilner and Canzano, the podcast, and... We talked about Kenny Wheaton. We talked about the Washington rivalry game. We talked about all of that with Rich Brooks. I want you to hear just uh, a little bit of this. Coach, when I look back at kind of your tenure and I line it up with Washington, I want to talk about that 1980 game a little bit. You know, you, you get your first win against Washington. They were ranked when you played them. I think they were 13th. You beat them 34-10. to 10. But uh, I'm sure that doesn't tell all the story. What did that mean to you to 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 beat Washington finally as a head coach? It, it was huge. Uh, it was absolutely huge. Uh, I'll never forget the feeling, uh, you know, because and the dreadful and, and, and our fan base felt the same way. And that's why the Kenny Wheaton pick is remembered so strongly because uh, the Huskies would always have a way of snatching victory away from us. Even though we were playing well, we were ahead, we were winning the game. Uh, and, and in that game in Seattle, uh, we were up and, and they had the ball and Steve Brown makes a pick and runs it in for a pick six touchdown to seal it, I think, to make it like 34 to 21 or something like that. But there was always that feeling until that interception happened that they could come back and beat us because they had done it so many times in, in the past. And I think the same, the same thing with the Kenny Wheaton interception. Nobody remembers the drive before the Kenny Wheaton interception, but we got the ball on the two-yard line in 1994, mishandled a punt or a kickoff, and we downed it on the thought the returner thought he was in the end zone and put his knee down. And we drive 98 yards for a touchdown, uh, and and. We run it in with the fullback. Dwayne runs it in uh, for a 12-yard touchdown, and and everybody would remember the drive if we'd have stopped them on fourth down the two times we had a chance going into the pick on the nine-yard line. But everybody remembers the pick, and so do I. But the drive was impressive too because the Huskies had taken the taken the lead, and we made a 98-yard drive to take the lead back from them. Uh, and it's just there's just so many emotional swings in a football game, and uh, you know I can remember another game in Austin Stadium where we had them beat, and we punted the ball away late in the game with less than two minutes left, and boom, punt return for a touchdown, and we lose, and we kicked their fanny the whole day, <laughs> and we end up losing. Uh, another game uh, up in. Uh, in Seattle, uh, we had three freshmen starting on defense. We hold the Huskies to 111 yards 
total offense, and we lose the game. And they end up number one in the nation that year. Split split vote, but they were, uh, I think, number one in either the AP or the one of the polls. And it was it was extremely frustrating to go through those type of games. Uh, and, and, and we interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but. If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.